You're listening to The Frankie Files. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode four of The Frankie Files. Okay, so today's topic is going to be adult children of cults. This is huge because that is the people I'm representing. There's not much in the news about us. There's not many public figures. Very few of one of recently is Leia Remini, who did a, an amazing broadcast um, on her experience in Scientology from age 14. Very high profile individual. Thank you, Leia. But there's a special problem for adult children of cults in society. Our identity and our reality is challenged so early in life that we never formed our personality without tremendous outside influence. We never formed our personality completely. This is true especially for those of us who were preteen. Even worse if you were born into a cult or a dangerous group. Let's break that down. Let's talk about the brain and body and how it gets affected. The brain controls everything. That's a given. The brain controls mood, bodily function, memory, process of learned information, everything. So if someone has access to you and your command center before you even know you have a command center, they can do a lot of damage, especially if they're in a position of authority and power. In my case, like many adult children of cults, I was exposed to the cult as young as eight years old. That means that everything I learned about the world was through the filter of religious terrorists. Let's tell it like it is. Religious terrorists who tried to shape my view of the world. And I'm here to say that they didn't succeed. People who had a negative and destructive motive on me and my family and everything they came in contact with was besmirched by a demented filter. But like most cult leaders and clergy who have ill intent, they care nothing of the long-term damage done to young minds. Like the reggae artist from Jamaica says, named Protege, he says, Sowing the seeds in the youth mind, and now it's harvest time. Democriminals. And my view of religious cults now is that they are criminal. They have tax exemption and get money through false claims and many more egregious activities. Many deal in cash only for a reason. They condition their members and teach unhealthy habits, even dictating what can be eaten and affecting nutrition. The cult I was in used cigarettes and coffee or tea in the long talking sessions. The excessive stimulation from those was overused, jacking up the nervous system to the maximum level, draining energy and health from its members. Chain smoking and caffeine can really affect your thinking. If you don't believe me, try it sometime. It's legal. The thing that those of us who grew up in these demanding environments have to deal with is the shock when we realize our whole lives were a lie and we were scammed by religious criminals. When we realize a conspiracy was run on us to get our family's money, money that could have been spent on college tuition, money that could have been spent on a house or another investment. The sum is thousands of dollars, all gone. It can be astounding to grasp. There are real damages and consequences here, folks. 
When we realize that we were scammed, the life we lived in our formative and teen years has nothing to do with mainstream society. It's a shock. Actually surviving having a conspiracy run on you puts you in a small percent of society. There are even some cases scamming young children and teens who are minors into sexual slavery, sexual servitude, all under the guise of spirituality, through ritual abuse. They set us up for failure in modern society. This is menticide. And while menticide is a huge topic that will be discussed in depth in future podcasts, I advise you to take time to look that term up and make a note of it. Growing up in a cult robs us of the proper socialization of society forcing us to be on the outside looking in, essentially ruining our lives with impunity, possibly even getting us flagged by the government as members of a cult or dangerous group before we even reach puberty. Flagged due to unintended by us and unwanted by us indoctrination we were exposed to. It's more than unfair. It's a crime carried out by religious criminals. That's right. They're criminals. The thing is, I've discovered that most religious cults, dangerous groups, even police, military, and other groups begin attempting recruiting and trafficking at age seven or eight as we're forming our personalities in this world. That's how early they work on us. They need impressionable minds. Much easier for them. That's why the younger the better. That's the modus operandi for cults and dangerous groups. It's not a coincidence. It's known. It's not an accident. In fact, I am finally at a point in researching my own story that I can say I was trafficked into a cult at age 8. It was not an accident. The invite came to my mom through our Girl Scout membership. Wow. Astonishing to me now. The trafficking involved getting us to attend the so-called church out of our neighborhood area, meeting all new people, moving in to that area across town far from where we were, and evolved to sex trafficking and after they kicked my parent to the curb, slavery. Then it became overt and no one checked on me for years. I've gotten so many unanswered questions solved while writing my book in 2021, and that's going to be published, not yet, and taking the time to trace my own events, that I can now say that I was trafficked. If you're an adult who was in a cult as a child, I encourage you to do the same. You might not be able to go to your parent, but you can trace the timeline. Start by getting the full timeline together of the sequence of events. You may even discover missing time and unexplained gaps in your timeline. This gets you ready to write a book. I'm also looking to interview adults who were in cults as a child. So please reach out or tell friends who are adult children of cults to reach out to me. I'm going to get these untold stories exposed, not only for your vindication, but for the sake of humanity, for the sake of future generations. A caution about abusive churches should be so standard, like warning them not to talk to strangers, but it's not, and that needs to change. I also want to flip the script here. You know, people in society want to know how cults are even possible, how the KKK and radical groups even happen. No one knows more about that than adult children of cults 
you're way past the idea that it's not possible and can even answer details to society, questions on how exactly how it happens. You're a valuable resource to society. There is no disputing this, and that is my message to you. You who survived a cult as a child, you're not in denial that something like this couldn't happen, like most people are. They're ready to be easily manipulated and recruited to be used for someone else's agenda. You? Psh, you already experienced that, and you survived. You're already wary of the harm man can do to its fellow mankind. Your brain knows the warning signs. Internal alarms go off. If you're strong enough, and if you're ready, it's time to share your wisdom with the world as a cautionary tale. These conspiracies exist, and I'm not talking about theories. You have had a conspiracy actually run on you and your family. You're listening to The Frankie Files. check it out. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to start a podcast. It has all the tools in one place that you need right from your phone or computer to edit and publish your podcast. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listing platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. I'm using it right along with you. But for everyone listening, let's take a minute to appreciate how sinister this truly is. These predators take the time to learn about human psyche and use their studies of psychology and human behavior to get people in large groups to serve them to execute their agenda. It starts with one hook, one trap that we believe to be true. Then, we're tricked by the leader or charismatic narcissist into doing things that are truly outlandish to any onlooker unindoctrinated. Example, the group, the leader, presents a simple idea to a family. This church is safe. It's a place for me and my family to be. We're with other families and spiritual people, and we're helping humanity in the work we're doing. We're helping the world. Each church cult has their version of this type of ism. Their version of this is a hook. This hooks our brain like a fish gets hooked by a fisher. The hook is so convincing that it is revisited by us and the criminal leader over and over and over and over, thousands of times to justify giving time, money, sex, to powerful spiritual leaders. They gain personally by all that we give, all because of the hook. The initial hook in the brain and some secret hooks are so convincing that it can be years until we accept it was all a lie. And yes, that involves some humility to accept. It is embarrassing to accept we believed such lies. I can attest to that. All indoctrination works like this. So if you never learn critical thinking, that hook gets so much mileage convincing you of a false fact. You have to undo that hook to free yourself of the false ideology eventually. No, you're not one of the 144,000 chosen to rule the world. Sorry. No, you're not reincarnated from Egyptian royalty. 
sorry. No, you're not a healer able to cure cancer and AIDS. No, you do not have to cut ties with all friends and family to be spiritual. No, you will not get 72 virgins when you die by suicide bomb. It's all lies, and those are just a few examples. The hook each religion or dangerous group designs is so strong, and it's only believable because we see a dedicated group who resembles us. The group is used as a weapon for recruitment. When you see people like you, it adds validity that what the leader is saying is true. You think, well, if they believe it, it must be true. They're just like me. The cult I was in constantly had new recruits. Each valuable resources who the leader used like a vampire to stay alive. Each recruit was ravaged like a POW in a 14th century war. Everything you have now belongs to the master. Very communist in nature. Your time, energy, money, friends, and family members must be offered to the master or you're not a real devotee. The ultimatums never stop. When we, as adult children of cults, finally walk away from that, we spend time recuperating and in a kind of shock. Holding a job is nearly impossible, making it hard to sustain yourself. Interpersonal relationships are difficult due to high-demand narcissistic abuse and ego and self-esteem beatings. Work ethic is so high due to the perfection expected by the leader in our past that co-workers simply hate us for raising the bar. It's a strange problem. So it's easier to work alone. I'm sure a lot of you who are listening who are adult children of cults know exactly what I'm talking about. Your habits are not those taught in school or mainstream society. But your knowledge of surviving does have merit. And there is very much a place for that. Keep listening to where those places are as I work to step out into public speaking on these matters. Maybe we can even get a tour of ticketed speaking lectures going. I'll let you know. There was a huge wave of dangerous cults in the 60s, 70s, and 80s in the United States. Later, that morphed into more subtle, non-commune-style cults due to societal backlash, but they never went away. Even after Waco, even after Jim Jones, where 900 people committed mass suicide, which was technically out of the United States, but was formed in the United States. Thinking about those three decades, we have a couple generations of adults who grew up in cults. So we're all now aged 30, 40, or 50-something. Even older, if you include the 50s, which is the decade that Scientology was started in by Dianetics books by L. Ron Hubbard. It was all the rage. We have millions of people who are struggling with issues varying in intensity and complication who survived religious groups. Some have already sadly been menticided to commit suicide. Please do not do that. Do not join the ranks. If you're ever feeling suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. There is a place for you in this world. You can also send me a message to Podcast at yahoo.com anytime. And the reason I bring this up is that these destructive cults often program us for death wishes or what I'd like to call self-destruct, if we leave. The cult I was in said that leaving would be committing spiritual suicide. So, basically, if you leave, you'll die. We were left to imagine how that would play out. But it was truly scary to me to consider. It worked on me for quite a while. Ruling by fear. I remember, too, often so much death talk, catastrophe, 
of the world, etc. I remember being so surprised that no grim reaper showed up in my life after I left. I kept waiting. Then I just started living my life and being happy. Very surprising as each lie was proven untrue one by one. It was no doubt a continued shock. Then it became a process of sorting out all the things you heard and not throwing out borrowed truths because the crazy cult leader had used it to manipulate me, not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. The leader who abused me used to say, truth rings, an ironic thing for a liar to say, very deceptive. And also, that is true. Truth does ring. That's why they would mix truthisms with lies to rope a believer in. The truth part would ring. Then a half-truth would be mixed in with the truth to create a half-truth cocktail that I would drink, navigating me ever further from reality. That's the recipe for indoctrination and propaganda. You're listening to The Frankie Files. So I found a great article called Transcendental Meditation and Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, A Critical View. It was published in 2007, and it's on the topic of adult children of cult members. I would like to just, you know, use the term adult children of cults. I was attracted to that term sort of because of Alcoholics Anonymous, who used the term adult children of alcoholics. Well, they're using the same term. So it's written by a family therapist. The therapeutic needs of adult children of cult members are quite different from those of cult members who joined as adults. That's a big statement, and that is my message. The primary task of an adult cult member in recovery is to reconnect with his or her persona as it existed before joining the cult. An ACOC who was exposed to a cult from birth or before 14 years old has no pre-cult identity to fall back on. Their plight has received much less attention from cult scholars until recently, and that's in 2007. Okay, so he also goes on to say, in my work with therapy clients who are adult children of cult members, I have been struck by the similarity of their characteristics and those of adult children of alcoholics. I was drawn to explore this connection because I observed that many adult children appeared to protect their parents from any blame for what my clients endured as children and to continue to suffer as adults. This tendency is very prevalent and has been noted in the literature for years. The more I researched, the more parallels I found. And I did that, guys. Oh my God, it's so true. I didn't tell my mom a lot of what happened that she didn't know about because I thought it would destroy her. What a strange tendency to protect her while I had been exposed to even more damage than she. I think it's very strange. The items below are adapted freely from similar characteristics lists publicly available for adult children of alcoholics. So this guy's going to outline challenges facing adult children that he's observed. Okay, this is pretty interesting to me. I can relate to a lot of these. Some adult children of cult members may tend to feel sorry for their parents, feeling they were not to blame for their cult involvement. In fact, The adult child may see parents as victims that he or she needs to protect. The adult child of a cult may have been parentified at an early age, becoming responsible for adult tasks because the cult member's parents were not capable of performing them. This is a huge topic. I'm not getting into all of it today, but cults, 
do a very strange thing. They tell the parents that the child is more evolved. They tell the parents that they should listen to the child. And in my, you know, all I can figure out so far is that's a manipulation to control the parent. The child is very impressionable. And if you tell the parent they're an elder, then they can whisper in the child's ear and control the parent. And it happened to me. My mother was basically told to stop parenting me. Amazing. Bold. He says the strength of this is that adult children may tend to take charge of their lives. But the recovery task is to reclaim the appropriate emotions, desires, and experiences that you've missed as children. Okay, big task there. Allow significant others to care for you when it's appropriate. Learn to see parents as flawed human beings who have made both healthy and unhealthy choices in your life. And you must take responsibility for changing any dysfunctional behaviors. Okay, another point. He calls it a challenge. Some adult children may be isolated from friends, family, and community. He says the strength is these individuals may form independent, self-reliant lives at an early age. Mm-hmm. I did. Recovery task. Avoid unnecessary emotional cutoffs of family and friends. See family and friends as complete human beings with both strength and weakness. I'm going to breeze through this article, but it is very interesting. Another challenge he puts forth. Some adult children may fear taking part in groups, no matter how benign, such as church or self-help groups. I'm not even going to fault anyone for that one. If you never do, it, it's good on you because we've already seen how, how bad it can go. The strength is society needs its independent thinkers. I like this part. Intelligent, sensitive outsiders have had unique viewpoints to offer throughout history. Think Buckminster Fuller and Nikola Tesla. Amen. Recovery task. Distinguish between coercive groups which threaten one's self-knowledge and identity and benign supportive groups which can be valuable emotional supports. I just recognize your hesitancy. I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay, the next one he lists as a challenge for adult children of cults. You may fear authority figures. This may lead to difficulties in keeping and holding jobs, completing education, and so forth. Amen. Amen. When you're a first ever mentor and tutor destroys you, hmm, of course you're going to have hesitancy. He lists the strength of this as the ability to question authority appropriately and by conscious choice, it can lead to strong personal beliefs, especially having survived lifelong coercive techniques. He says a recovery task would be to learn when challenging authority can lead to productive outcomes and when it will not. Next challenge, he lists, you may seek the approval of others more than adults who did not grow up in a cult. A strength of this is the adult child may use appropriate recognition for their efforts as a spur to ambition and achievement in their lives. Recovery task, learn to check in with yourself and recognize when seeking the approval of other conflicts with meeting one's own needs and desires. Now, I've had this in personal relationships before. Putting the needs of someone else far above me, that can get unhealthy. It's a great observation. Another one. The challenge is adult children of cults may be unsure of their identity, core values, likes, and dislikes, having had dysfunctional cult beliefs forced on them from childhood. Oh, amen to that one. I have had to work hard to not listen to the music I listened to, not read the books I read, to discover new truths. And that's very important. He says the strength of this is the adult child of cult 
may be more likely to consciously examine their core values, leading to a thoughtful approach to life. He lists a recovery task to explore as an adult values and beliefs that will form a strong functional core identity, a task usually completed during childhood and adolescence. And to me, I had to relive my childhood. I had to relive a stage of my childhood. And I know exactly when that was. And I swear to God, if I hadn't done that, I'd probably just be stuck there. Another challenge, an adult child of the cult may be frightened by angry people, strong emotions, or those who express themselves forcefully. Strength, adult children may be sensitive to imposing conflict on others. A strength in interpersonal relationships. Yeah, we're we're not going to abuse people like we were abused, right? Recovery task, to learn to assert one's needs and desires productively when appropriate. Learn to be comfortable when others assert themselves. Know when conflict crosses the line into aggression, which is healthy to avoid. An adult child may be especially sensitive to even slight personal criticism due to harsh judgments thrust on them growing up in a totalist cult. Adult children may have a tendency toward crippling perfectionism. Strength. A quest for excellence can spur one to achieve great things. Develop a clear-eyed appraisal of one's abilities that allows one to excel without hindering one with unachievable expectations or self-defeating behavior. You're listening to The Frankie Files. Another challenge. An adult child of cult may judge themselves harshly. They may suffer from low self-esteem. Strength. Such individuals can learn to have a balanced appraisal of their strengths and weaknesses. Recovery task, to learn not to disqualify the positive, to learn to value yourself. This one's big, guys. Listen to this. Challenge, an adult child of a cult knows cult leaders do not recognize boundaries and tend to create environments in which everything exists to serve them. As a result, the adult child of a cult may be raised by parents who have trouble drawing appropriate boundaries. This may carry on to the next generation. An adult child of a cult may have trouble recognizing boundaries. Some were raised with loose or high rigid sexual rules, which can interfere with adult intimacy and healthy boundaries. Strength. Once channeled, the ability to be flexible with boundaries is an important skill for family and intimate relationships. Recovery task. To successfully develop intimacy without becoming enmeshed inappropriately with others. Challenge. Because we learn what we live growing up, adult children of cults may become emotionally attached to other cult members, alcoholics, or other compulsive personalities, such as workaholics, to fill needs created when their parents abandoned them. Strength. Adult children may be especially successful at healing relationships. Relationships in which both members bear significant wounds, but who work to heal each other through compassion and commitment. Recovery task. To learn to value relationships free from compulsions. <laughs> That's a big one, guys. Challenge. Adult children of cults may view themselves as victims and be attracted to similar weaknesses in friendships and love relationships. They may feel the need to rescue others. They may be attracted to helping and healing professions. Strength. Society holds helpers and healers in special esteem. Recovery task? To learn to meet one's own needs first before inappropriately trying to rescue others. Another challenge. Adult children of cults may tend to confuse love and pity. Strength. This tendency can be the basis for developing a mature sense of empathy. Avoid pity. 
is the recovery task, which can trap one into a feeling of superiority. To develop relationships founded on mutual respect. Challenge. Totalist cults tend to indoctrinate their members with inappropriate, unachievable missions to save the world. Adult children of cults may feel a restless need to make a difference in society to save the world. Recovery task. To channel these high aspirations into achievable goals, possibly working with established organizations. To reframe goals to apply within manageable limits, such as working with family, friends, and neighbors, or otherwise size one's aspirations to match one's abilities. Another challenge. Adult children may have an overdeveloped sense of responsibility. It may be easier for one to help others than it is to help oneself. Recovery task. Acknowledge those things one is truly responsible for, that is, events and actions that one can realistically change, while learning to let go of things that are responsibilities of others. Another challenge. Adult children of cults may feel guilty when they stand up for themselves instead of giving in to others. Another challenge. Because she grew up and is surrounded by the chaos of constantly changing and capricious demands in a cult, adult children of cults may become addicted to excitement. They may be prone to addictive behaviors such as spending sprees, gambling, drugs, promiscuity, alcohol, and other compulsions. Strength. Many people who achieve greatness are driven by a desire to explore new places, ideas, and people. Channel the need for excitement into creative, not destructive force in one's life. Okay. Another challenge. Some adult children have strong needs for order and control in their lives because they were lacking in their childhoods. Strength. The ability to organize and prioritize can be important assets for success in life. Recovery. In the words of Reinhold Neuber's famous serenity prayer, accept with serenity the things that can't be changed and the courage to change the things that should be changed and the wisdom to distinguish the one from the other. Challenge. An adult children of the cult may not have developed social skills appropriate to living in mainstream culture, having only been exposed to non-traditional social mores within their cult. Strengths. Like all visitors to a foreign land, adult children may, in time, develop a unique understanding of and sensitivity to social customs that others merely take for granted. Recovery. To consciously develop manners, attitudes, habits of their newly adopted culture, mainstream society. Challenge. Adult children of cults may have stuffed their feelings, particularly anger and abandonment, from their traumatic childhoods. Strong emotions that are ignored and unexpressed can lead to a host of psychological and physical ills in later life. Strength. The ability to compartmentalize when under conscious control can be an important survival technique in career, education, and family. Recovery, to learn to express feelings appropriately, productively, gracefully, in or near the moment that they occur. Challenge, adult children may have lost or never developed the ability to feel or express their feelings because it hurts so much. They may live in denial or have nearly delusional beliefs about their lives, their abilities. Another challenge, adult children of cults may tend to be dependent on others and be unusually fearful of abandonment. They may suffer from a series of unstable love and friendship relationships. Their abandonment may spring from what it felt like to live in an unhealthy family with people who were never there for them emotionally. Adult children may feel extraordinary compassion from the emotional needs of others because of the extremes they experience. Oh yeah. Recovery. Learn emotional management strategies that allow adult children to fulfill more of their own needs. 
Another challenge, adult children of cults may tend to be reactors rather than actors in their own life. This may be due to the need to anticipate the chaotic emotions of parents and cult leaders to emotionally survive childhood. Recovery, learn to be self-centered rather than other-centered. Learn to recognize and express one's own needs, feelings, and values, while also truly valuing others. Challenge. Just as children of alcoholics experience alcoholism as a family disease, adult children of cults may continue to express the characteristics of cult members, even long after they have left their family's cult. Strength and recovery. Adult children may be in a unique position to consciously decide what cult-based values and beliefs they want to honor and which they should discard. This article is by John M. Knapp, K-N-A-P-P, October 29th, 07. And he had a lot of good information there. I hope you enjoyed today's broadcast, and I also hope that you are well. I look forward to bringing you more on cults, mind control, and sexual assault. Until next time. You're listening to The Frankie Files.